Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another exciting episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, many of you know if you're on Facebook Live and you're watching me, I am still putting this information out. And you know what? I always keep saying I'm going to do better, but I promise in 2022 I'm going to do better with this because I'm going to acclimate myself and learn more about social media and I might even get me a crew to even help me do this stuff because I've been getting some interesting feedback in regards to the topic of discussions and the things that we talk about, but for some reason, I'll be trying to multitask, and as I'm multitasking, I'm finding that I'm not getting nothing done of the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing. So I got to do better. I really got to do better. And I want to do better not only for myself, but I want to do better also for you guys out there. Like I said, I want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me also and giving me the activities of my limbs. Now, today's topic, as I'm still posting, so excuse me if I'm looking down as I'm doing this, but I wanted to talk about something in regards to the holidays and the holiday spirit. And I know that people celebrate holidays differently. I get that. I know that we have different religious beliefs. I know that we have different traditions that we do, you know, whether it's Hanukkah, whether it's going to church on Christmas Eve, spending time with family and friends, but it's going to be a very unique Christmas this year for a lot of individuals, no matter how you celebrate or what you do. And part of that is because when we start talking about the things that are going on in life with the tornadoes, with people that are no longer here with us, that was here last year, Individuals are having and experiencing financial difficulties. We're dealing with COVID, so we're kind of like, should I go to Grandma's flu house or should I whatever? Because we don't know. We're, you know, I had a client tell me today, and he called me. It was an old client. He was laughing and messing with me, talking about, you know, the end of the world's about to come. You know, I get it. We've been living in our last days for a very long time, but now it's becoming more evident than what it was before. So instead of talking about the holiday blues, which I will be giving individuals some information to try to help them if they're going through this, the blues or that period, that season. Now, I am a licensed marriage family therapist, and I'm also the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction and J.A. Precious, Inc. With that being said, and that's not to brag, as a therapist of over 20 years, I work with individuals from all walks of life, and I know that mental health is real. I know that when we start talking about seasonal depression, and I used to think of when we talk about seasonal depression, whether it was summer, winter, spring, or fall, but I noticed around the holidays, individuals may not realize it, but the rate of suicidality increases, the rate of domestic violence increases, child abuse, individuals engaging in addictive behaviors in regards to DUIs, gambling, a lot of stuff. And I'm, I admit it, I'm guilty myself. My daughter told me not to go to the casino, but I went to the casino anyway. And I had a good time. But the thing that I noticed is that when I go, I go to socialize. I go to be a blessing to other individuals. I go to talk and communicate. Now, I'm at the casino, got a car full of mess in my car, knowing I should have came home, but no, she didn't want to go to Paula. But I went there again 
And I ran into a man that I ran into last week who had lost his wife. And I was listening to him again, and he was sharing, and he said, I come to the casino because I have nowhere to go. I don't care if I win. I don't care if I lose. I lost my wife. She passed away. I just sold my house. I have nowhere to go. So I come just to sit here and talk and play. And when I saw him, I was like, hey, you didn't go play with me today. Because the last week when I saw that man, that man had been sitting in the same chair for seven hours. I think he may have did a total of nine to nine, probably 12 hours. Didn't eat, didn't do nothing, just sat there. And I sat there for about five hours talking to the man. So when we start talking about the blues, I understand how individuals may be going through some stuff. So I don't want to keep it sad. But I want to talk about some of the memories that individuals have, some of the traditions that they had during the holidays that they still can recall or still remember. Because I have a lot, and I know my family have a lot. Even my children may have a lot of some of the things that we used to do. So if you want to join in on a conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because this is to be uplifting. It's not to be depressing or sad or talk about what we don't have. It's to talk about some of the things that when we were kids, we didn't even realize the problems of the world. We didn't even pay attention to some of the stuff that was going on. I remember being a kid, and um, we would tell, it seemed like they had more commercials. And it's crazy because I don't even have regular TV no more. I just stream everything or, you know, get stuff off the Internet because after my cable box broke, I said forget it because AT&T pissed me off with direct TV, so they kept sending me the wrong stuff. So I said, I don't need it. But I know now I kind of want to go back to basic television again. But it was, we would watch, especially around Christmas time, all these commercials, all of these food commercials. And the one with the Lexus and the bow on the car, that thing used to get on my nerves. And it's crazy because I keep telling my daughter, I want to get me a Cadillac. And I keep, I don't want the car, I want the SUV, I think it was the XT something. And it seemed like yesterday, I saw at least 10 of them. I would either be parking or someone would drive by me. And I said, Lord, are you really going to tell me I need to go get this? But then I have to think about it. Jeanette, you don't go nowhere. You don't need to be driving. You don't need to be. Why do you want to go do that and all this go do a slip in your driveway and you're going to be paying a car note and registration and all of that stuff? Then it reminded me of what my daughter said, not to buy a vehicle around Christmas because your registration is going to be due every year around Christmas and you're going to be mad when you got to pay that bill. I thought about that. But I keep looking at myself. You know, I'm tired of getting in and out of this car. I need to get me something bigger but not too big. So those are some of the things. And then the commercials with the with the toys. You know, they have all these little toy commercials and all of this stuff. And we used to always try to write down on the list of what we wanted to give and we give it to our parents and everything. And I hope Artie is listening because I want Artie to come on the show today because I also want him to share about his event that he has going on for the city of Compton and to try to well, he's actually, because it's going to get done, bringing a winter wonderland to the city of Compton for those individuals that may be struggling, or even old, end of old of us, like myself, that grew up in Compton, we'll be going back. Just, and it, it's going to be a, a reunion for us to even be able to see one another and be around one another. 
So I'm really hoping that he do call in. If not, I'm going to call him and make him be on the show, whether he wants to or not, because people know Jeanette can be a bully sometimes. It's just what I do. But I wanted him to share his information because that's kind of bringing up a lot of memories, too. Because even going back to that park is going to be bringing up memories. So I commend him for stepping up to the plate and doing what he's doing because a lot of times we forget where we come from. And memories is just so that you can remind yourself of some of the things that you've been through, went through, how you got through it. And we never know how you can encourage another person. So I want to continue with the show. And like I said, I keep looking back. I'm looking at the the, the board just to see if anybody's calling in. Because like I said, I know I waited to the last minute. I did this. And I, you guys know I don't like talking to myself. I really don't. I'd be wanting to engage in a conversation with some other people, but I didn't get a chance to call individuals. Because prior to the show, I had to do some therapy sessions, and I was waiting to the last minute. So, I, again, I procrastinated. So when we start talking about memories or myself, I think my earliest memories of Christmas kind of started, I could say, from age five. I, I remember being five years old. And I'll never forget my auntie and my auntie Pee Wee house because she, my grandfather lived with Pee Wee. And we always thought Pee Wee them was rich. And they had, my auntie would get a big old tree. We always had a nice tree. And she always had a lot of gifts up under the tree. And the, the, they always had numbers. I guess she would, I don't know what her system was. I don't know if her system was by her ages or, you know, I may, I may even call my auntie and ask her that question while we on the phone and doing this show. But I want to know, how did she come up with these numbers of who was who and when she was giving out the gifts? But it was interesting and it was fascinating because we, we, we couldn't wait to go to Pee Wee's house for Christmas. And we also had another family tradition that was a memory. And I'll never forget, me and my cousin, we tried this with Ryder, but that didn't go too well. We would open gifts at midnight where my mother had an orange van, and we would hop in that van, and we would go to Auntie Pee Wee's house, to my grandmother's house, to my grandfather, wherever we, the family was, we would ride around in that van like we were Santa Claus and, you know, delivering gifts. And it was crazy because we tried that with Ryder one year. Lord, Ryder was like, I'm going to sleep. I don't care what y'all doing. I'm tired. He wound up. Laying by the dog, we was cracking up. But we tried to keep some of those family traditions going. So those were just a, a few of the, the things that I can remember to jog my memory of some of the things that we did, like I said, opening gifts at midnight, driving around family members, you know, certain foods that we would cook for the holidays. You know, my uncle's birthday was the day after Christmas, so we kind of celebrated both his birthday as well as the um, the holidays. So like I said, if you want to call in and you want to share some of the memories that you may have had, because like I said, I see my auntie has posted a light, but I don't know if she's at work or not. So I don't know if she can call in, but I know I'm going to call my other auntie and I'm going to make some phone calls in a minute. So individuals don't know I'm about to do this, but I'm about to do this. Let me ask my auntie because I'm kind of curious about that. Let me see what my auntie got going on. I'm going to from, it ain't like I'm doing prank calls, but 
hope she answers the phone. Hmm, let's see how this goes. Hello. She didn't have to wait to send me a voicemail. No, she didn't. I know she's not watching, listening to the show. She probably like, no, she didn't, ain't calling me. I don't want to talk to your voicemail. Let me find out where my auntie at. You know what? Now I'm getting mad. And see, that's another memory. Our kids get disappointed. I don't believe she didn't answer my phone call. So let me ask my cousin where her mama at because I am stuck because I want to know how she did her number system. I doubt nobody want to answer the phone for me. Okay, I realize it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Where is everybody at? Really? Cousin, Hello? where is your mama? In her room. Why are you at home? I'm about to be at his Albertson. Okay, because I'm calling her and she's trying to put her on the radio, and I got you on the radio. And because something came up in my memory, because today's show is about holiday memories. Okay. So since I got you on, because I don't want to be talking about myself, cousin, what is one of your <laughs> memories that you have about the holidays? Because I don't want to talk about the holiday blues. I don't want to talk about the people that we lost. I don't want to talk about what's going on with the tornadoes and all of this stuff is I'm real. The greatest thing for the holidays is when me and my family got together on Christmas Eve <laughs> at midnight, yeah. and we all got together down at Jeans and... Peewees, and, and we had a good time, and we celebrated. That I enjoyed that. I miss that so much. I know you do. I do, too, cousin. I was talking about I that. I miss that so much. It was like our only family time. You know, Christmas, everybody go back home, open their own little stuff. And, uh-huh. I miss that. I truly do. Everybody used to come just knock on the door at midnight. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because I brought that up about how we tried that one year with B.T.J. Carlton. Girl, that did not go very well with Ryder. Ryder was like, I'm sleepy. I'm tired. Leave it on. Why are you waking me up? I don't like this. Yes, I look forward to getting midnight strike. Oh, we get the open person I wanted to ask your mother. Pee Wee had the biggest tree, and we used to think y'all was rich because Daddy would give Pee Wee the money for the gifts. And the interesting uh-huh. part about that was Pee Wee had stuff numbered. I don't want to know her number system. Where did she get that number she system from? She would just write number one and put the name behind. Number two, put the name behind. And number three, that way it's for everybody else. It, nobody had the same number. So she was just right on there. And when she pulled the gift number one, she would look at her list and say, hey, this one belong to you. This one belong to you. It wasn't. And you know what? I tried doing that for a while under my picture sheet, but I wasn't going one, two, three, four, five. One person had number one, one person had uh-huh. number five, one person had. And they was like, oh, I want to know who got this number. Mm-hmm. And it was just fine like that. Because just as I was doing the show, I thought about that. I was like, I wonder where she got that number system. And, you know, and people had certain numbers, and then that way people wouldn't be peeking up under the tree looking for their name. Because, you know, little kids knew how to spell their name. Tear back the paper to see what they got. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that, 
that right there just clicked in my head as I was doing the show was the numbers. I remember there were numbers. And, you know, we would jump in that van and we would go to Mama's house and, and the food and just, we don't get to do that. We don't get to do that anymore. Our family is so splattered all over the world, so, no, it's hard. It Even is. Even with your own immediate family, it's hard because everybody has their own lives. True. That is it's true. It's not like it was back in the day. That is true. That is, you that know, I is. Think, I think Mama kept the glue to all that, so now it's just uh, her and Daddy. It's just, it just is what it is now. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yep. That is so, so true. And you wouldn't have got a good conversation out of that one upstairs, baby. She probably on 900 drugs, so. Nietzsche, <laughs> you on the radio. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I didn't realize it. I'm so sorry. Her medication, Jeanette, her medication. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm a cuss. She said that her, I don't give a damn pills. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what they are. So I'm glad you caught me, and I just pulled up to the house. Yeah. So I was trying to reach her because I wanted to know what were some of her fondest memories of Christmas that she remembered of the holidays because, mm. you know, many of, you know, because she's senior now. And you remember David's birthday was the next day, and, you know, we did all these different things. And we tried to keep our family. Oh, she's calling me back now. Now she want to call me. You want to. Tell her she's on the radio because she's going to tell you everything about her life. Okay, let me do that. All right, let me log her on. Okay, bye. Hey, Auntie, how you doing? All right, where you doing? I'm live on the radio with you now. Uh, I'm live on the radio with you. No, I was downstairs. Okay, I had a question for you, and I had to call and ask my cousin. Today's show is entitled Holiday Memories. And I wanted people to call in to share some of their memories because, you know, because the holidays can be depressing for a lot of individuals. And people are going through their season. I said, today's show is entitled Holiday Memories. Now, many individuals will be celebrating holidays in their own special ways. Some individuals are going to be doing things a little differently because we can't celebrate the way we used to. Well, what is one of your fondest holiday memories, either as a kid and then as an adult? Okay. Can you hear me, Auntie? Auntie, where you go? I think I lost my Auntie. Auntie Pee Wee, you still there? Okay, you kind of hung up a little bit. My question was, what is one of your most memorable memories as a kid? Christmas. Christmas. Turn your your TV down a little bit, Pee Wee. You got a lot of background noise going on. Just turn your TV down. Talk to me for a minute. Okay, now go ahead. What is one of your fondest memories as a child of Christmas? the holidays, because I never even asked my mother her memories of Christmas because she talked a lot about things, and they were never really great. But what was your Christmas like as a child growing up? Because I'm quite sure that's probably why you guys tried to do things differently with your children. But what was Christmas and the holidays like for you guys? Because you guys always had Daddy. My mother used to say, if it wasn't for Daddy, you guys didn't know where y'all would be. 
because Daddy was the one that tried to make sure you guys had things. But what was the holidays like for you guys? Because just like you talk about hiding stuff, 
I've been spelling stuff, and yesterday I went out shopping for whatever reason, and I'm taking pictures of stuff and sending it to Tisha because I'm so mad at writer, but then I want him to have a, a great time. But then by the same token, you know, we would get all these kids, go spend all that money, and the kids didn't appreciate it. They tear the toys up. And then one thing about that, Tisha put stuff all in my closet and broke my closet door. Now my closet door broke. <laughs> Trying to hide gifts. I'm sitting there like, really? You know, so a lot of these things and these memories, like I said, they go on from tra- family, tradition to tradition to generation to generation. And I told someone I was out yesterday at Target, and a lady was looking for some gift cards. And I told the lady, I said, you know what, I'm breaking this tradition. I said, we go out and we spend so much money on toys and gifts, and it doesn't mean the kids don't need that. I said, I'm going to get, I'm trying to figure out how I was going to do this because each time I go to Target, I'm buying stocks. Each of my grandkids go get a stock in something. They go tell me what they want to invest in, or I got to figure out how to do it online. And when I was telling the lady that, she said, that's a good idea. Buy some stock. Let's do some generational wealth. That's how we do now. We put stock in the fireplace. I ain't talking about them kind of stockings. I'm talking about stock in companies, investments. I'm not going to be going out buying a whole bunch of toys and gifts. I'm buying stock for my grandkids. Stock. Stock. S-T-O-C-K, not (laughs) S-O-C-K. Yeah, no. Wait, we're going to do some stocks. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to do we, things a little differently. Yeah, we just give, uh, we just give them, um, we just give, give them, uh, uh, the Christmas stockings. Yeah, I remember the Christmas stockings. Yeah, I, I just took the money from my last son. He just he just turned twelve on the thirteenth, mm-hmm. so he had a party this weekend. Wow! Mm-hmm. And after the lady that wanted the Christmas, he say, a, a, a visa. A visa? Yeah, with a visa, he can go. It's like a, a visa credit card thing. He can go buy whatever he want to buy. Right. He mm-hmm. said he wanted a visa. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why they were I give all the kids, but I didn't know what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So I gave them a hundred dollar gift card and they stopped it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that, that's not that's not that's not bad. That's not bad. And the reason being is because then that way they can get what they want. Because a lot of times we would try to give them, and even today, people I was out buying freaking keyboards with stands. With I'm buying games that I like to play. I ain't bought nothing that I know right to want to play. I was buying so I want it. So, yeah. And then I'm like, he can play with this when he at my house. So we can, I'm buying little skate things. You know, because that's what parents would do. They would go out and buy things that they like, and it wasn't always what their kids wanted. And then I ran into one of my friend's daughter, and she was trying to find an Elmo, I think it was an Elf on the Shelf. Elf on the Shelf. People, I didn't even know what the heck an Elf on the Shelf was. I had to call a teacher, and I was like, what's Elf on the Shelf? And she told me, and Ryder was listening, she said, Mom, you know you just messed up Christmas. I said, how? She said, because the elf on the shelf is supposed to be watching the kids to make sure that they're not naughty and they know that the elf is watching them. People, I ain't never heard of no elf on the shelf. I know back in the day they were trying to find emo and they were trying to do all that. Other. I ain't never heard of no elf on the shelf. Yeah, 
Me and Tisha had this thing, Pee where she brought a, a fake Christmas tree to my house. And you know we don't do fake Christmas trees. And I remember, you know, my mom, you guys would do the lights outside the house, the lights in the trees. And for some reason, I have not had a tree in years. Ain't been thinking about no tree. So Tisha yeah. brought a tree to my house, and I was like, I don't want no tree. She was like, it's not for you, it's for the kids. I'm like, in my house, and I don't want no tree. And it wasn't that I was trying to be the Grinch. It wasn't that I, I'm just not in that tree mode. And if we were to do a tree, we wanted real trees that smell like pines. We, You know, just certain certain things. But I just want this holiday just to be over, just to hurry up and just, just, just be over, just be over. I don't even want to deal with all this. So... What do you guys got planned for this Christmas? Nothing. You said nothing. Nothing, nothing. All we gonna do is cook another bed, and that's it. See, we I still gotta clean out my refrigerator. I still got Thanksgiving food that's still in my refrigerator in the garage. I need to clean it up. That's crazy. I have been running around like a chick with my head cut off, so to where I gotta clean it up. So. Tisha didn't want me to go to to the casino last night, and I realized why Mama didn't want me playing blackjack. I mean, not blackjack, poker. So I got to stay at home, and I guess I'll clean up, clean out my garage, do some things around the house, light my fireplace, just, you know, do some things. But when we start talking about some of these things, and like I said, I think of even gambling. That's a memory for me. That's a holiday thing for me. I remember around the holidays we would sit around and play Pequino for quarters, or we would play in between, or we would, you know, sit there and play dominoes, and Mama would come to the house. Those were some of my fondest holiday memories. You know, even though at the end of the day somebody was going to get beat up because there was going to be a fight somewhere, but <laughs> we still had fun. We just still had fun. Yeah, and them come over and bring their kids and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we used to stay Yeah, yeah. You know, and the thing is, remembering some of our coziest, funniest Christmas memories, you know, because like I said, for many of us, holidays generate some of the most vivid memories. And sometimes it can be funny, the weird things that kind of stick with us. Like I said, I didn't even think about earlier before I did the show about the numbers until I started talking about it. I was like, we had a tree full of numbers for cash, you know. I was like, let me see what that was about. But it's often not all the, we're talking about the eggnog, the, the holiday song. Um, listening to music was another one. We used to love listening to holiday music. You know, teacher was singing um, Silent Night with the Temptations the other day. So those are just some of the things that kind of, they, they kind of, they stick with us. And I'm looking at an article, and it said that they've rounded up some of people's favorite Christmas memories. And maybe it's the memories of, like we say, spying on our Barbie dream house. I bought so many Easy Bake Ovens, Auntie, it was ridiculous. And I realized every year when I was buying T-shirt, Easy Bake Oven is because I like the cookies and the cake. Didn't realize all that dude was going to buy some cake mix and bake the dog on cakes myself. But we was the I was the the easy bake oven queen. Now Tisha couldn't have Barbies because Reggie would take the Barbies and make noon chips off the legs, so I stopped wasting my money on Barbie dolls. 
Now, this individual indicated that one of her favorite memories was from when she was about eight years old, and it was a few days before Christmas. She remembered her mom putting some finishing touches on the tree, and her older brother and her could barely contain their excitement. Because a lot of times individuals get very excited about putting either whatever they put on the tree, the star on the tree, the top on the tree, whatever they do. I'm going to bring up another memory. I'll never forget when I had to watch Babysit Ryder. It was on Christmas Eve. I'm trying to babysit Ryder Pee Wee. Ryder picking the stuff off the tree. I tell Ryder, leave the stuff, leave the tree alone. I said, Ryder, I'm not the one. Ryder looked at me and said, I ain't the one either. I said, oh, Lord, I ain't babysitting you. Mm-mm, I'm good. I'm cool. You'll get me in trouble. I'm cool. So we start talking about this. Ryder's excitement was wanting to see what was under the tree. He wanted to play with his toys. So he figured by him being there with me, I would be his age boom coon and help him get in all that trouble. And I'm thinking, teacher, go get us if we start messing with this, this stuff. But the problem is this excitement. You know, sometimes kids get excited because they want certain things. And one of the things I want to ask you, Auntie, as a parent, did you think of when you were buying your gifts, was it for you or was it for the kids? Was it something you wanted them to have or something you wanted or something that they asked for? I don't know. <laughs> because I'm, I don't know. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Most of the times when I'm out shopping buying these gifts, it's stuff that I want. I want them to have, and it ain't always what they told me they wanted. I'm guilty of that. I, I am. And I'm repetitive, and it seems like I keep buying the same gifts over and over and over and over again. And it leads to something we're talking about, the, the, the memories. You know, I'll never forget my blue bike. I remember when I got that blue bike for Christmas. Jean told Carter to give me a bike, and I don't know if Carter bought the bike or not bought the bike, but I just remember my auntie, my Uncle James, owned my bike one time. I remember that blue bike. I remember there was times that Jean would have to go buy our Christmas gifts from Thrifty, going to the store, because she was so disappointed in Miss Brooks that she would go out to try to make sure that we had certain things, you know. She didn't know I was paying attention to these things, but I was paying attention. And I remember some of the Christmases I didn't have money to buy my kids certain things, and I would send them to their dad or send them to John in Wisconsin so that they could have a great Christmas or a happy Christmas because I didn't have the financial ability to pay and get some of the things that my kids wanted, but I wanted them to be happy. I didn't want them to feel like they were going and doing without. But then I also learned the true meaning of Christmas was more about family because when I would send my kids away, then I would be spending Christmas by myself or I would connect with some of my friends or you know, I would call Zay and be like, look, my kids are gone. Where are we going for Christmas? What are we going to do for Christmas? You know, so we start changing some of these traditions. And some of those are some of the memories that I just had, you know? Yeah. So, well, Christmas ain't as happy it used to be. No, it's not. It ain't, it ain't the same at all. What do you mean by that? Huh? What do you mean by that? The kids are not grown. They got their own families. Mm-hmm. They're not going to put themselves in other families. Mm-hmm. They don't see them as much as they did in previous years. Mm-hmm. It's just like, like, like me. I, don't, I, I, I know I have to get something for my body. And I 
today I wanted to talk about holiday memories versus holiday blues. And I'm going to give the listeners some information on how to to handle and acknowledge when you're going through this because the holidays brings up a lot of emotions, a lot of complex emotions, a lot of feelings about things. And you're absolutely right. So for the past two years, people have been doing things differently because of finances, people that passed away and died that are no longer with us, you know, people are sick, people are going through some things. So looking at what's happening with that tornado, that all these individuals, everything they just lost, you know, we're dealing with a lot. So instead of dwelling on some of that negativity, I want to talk about some of the old memories that we had. You know, I was talking to a lady today, and she was sharing with me about the holidays and losing her father. And I thought about it. I said, my dad died on, in December, right before Christmas. And, you know, Carter loves celebrating the holidays because he likes to party. Yeah. And every holiday he would always call. And if nothing else, you knew he would go call you to tell you either happy birthday, Merry Christmas, whatever the holiday was. Even if he didn't have no money to give you, you knew to, at least I knew to expect a phone call from him. And it just dawned on me today that I'm about to do the anniversary of his death. Your Uncle David is still doing. He mm-hmm. calls and wish Happy Mother's Day, mm-hmm. Happy Birthday to those he knows, you know, and can remember. Mm-hmm. You know? And and then I have a grandson, Shaquita's youngest. Some of the memories. I mean, it's like Ernestine got a daughter um, that 
she and I, I heard we act alike, look alike. I call her my twin. We never even really seen. I think we saw each other at your mom's funeral. I think if she came, but we don't. We would have. We would have been on the streets. Wouldn't even have known each other. <laughs> so we really got to do better when it comes to stuff like that because we don't know who's who. We really don't know. No, we don't. No, we don't. It's a lot of them, but. And then it's a lot of them that know me, and I'll be saying, okay, now who do I are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tootie, I'm such a such a cousin to you. <laughs> Angel's daughter. Oh, Alicia, yeah. I'm like, huh? <laughs> you see me on Facebook, and she called me. I'm like, wait a minute.
some individuals, you know, they, they're employed or they have Christmas parties. Some people are retired. You know, we start talking about meeting with family. One of the things that I know also with my cousin Tamika, Billy's daughter, she tries to do a lot of things, to have a lot of fun, to do a lot of family events. So I give her credit for that. I, I give her her kudos. I used to do it when I was younger. Now I'd be like, mm-mm, now I'm going to be able to mess up my house. Mm-mm. I'll never forget one time the, I had angel kids in my house. All my, it was my grandkids. I don't know which one of the grandkids. My nieces and nephews. Tootie, and you know how my mama was. Yeah. These kids were tearing my house up. They were tearing it up, okay? My mother told all the kids. She was sitting in the kitchen. She called all the kids. She said, yeah, yeah, come here for a minute. Come here. She came, and I thought she would go discipline the kids, redirect the kids. She looked at them kids and said, tear this mother sucker up. I was like, really? As much as particular as she was over her stuff, she going to tell them grandkids to tear my stuff. I said, oh, no. Oh, no. Let me tell you now. You mentioning tearing up stuff. My great-granddaddy, Sandra's granddaughter, she's only a year. Taisha fixed it. Oh, I wish I could send you the picture of it. Mm-hmm. It looked just so beautiful. Taisha, I'm in the room watching TV. And, girl, I seen the next picture. I said, what the hell happened? <laughs> I guess she said, uh-uh. You know, I don't, I don't know nothing about this stuff y'all doing, and I ain't going to join in. Uh-huh. And then she told every, the Christmas tree there, <laughs> the packages open, and went in there and sat down with her mama. Mama didn't know to the movies at all. <laughs> She just told up everything. These kids are like Transmanian devils. They just tear up all kind of stuff. I mean, because, you know, what is it? Mm -hmm. Like, why mama do this to the house? You know, she can't talk that good. Uh She did two in August, I think. Yeah, August. Mm -hmm. But she just, like, what is all this? Why was she doing all this? Well, I'll fix this shit. Man, it's like them little puppies I got in my backyard tearing up stuff. I got puppies that's trying to go from one yard to another yard. I woke up. I had a dream. I woke up and then had no fence because the dog eating the fence up. I said, these doggones. I got to get a whole, I need my whole backyard redone. Them dogs tearing up everything. So when we start talking about, like I said, the social events and the expectations, of the good holiday season. And a lot of that, like I said, the pressure because of COVID, because of people's employment status, financial ability, things are changing. They are changing. Now, I wanted Artie to call in. I'm going to call him because I wanted him to share about the event that he got going on for the city of Compton, too, because he's trying to bring back some of these memories memories back. Now, how do I... Nothing, nothing. But he's having an event. I'm going to call him in a minute. Now, one of the things is how to stop the holiday blues. Be patient and go easy on yourself. Now, post-holidays don't stick around forever. In the meantime, cut yourself some slack. Don't beat yourself up about feeling the way you do and take the time you need in your footing. If symptoms persist, consider consulting a therapist. 
Because, like I said, people are grieving. Individuals are experiencing anxiety. Some individuals have lost their loved ones on holidays because the suicide rate is high during the holidays. People get into car accidents because, you know, our family, we didn't, I know, like, Mama and Jean, they didn't let us or didn't like us to um, drive during the holidays because there were more car accidents during the holidays. So they would want us to stay at home. So we had to kind of stay stay local. So I want to share some things, and not only just with the holiday blues, but these are some of the things that they talk about. It's whether you're concerned about your own mental health this time of year or someone else's, there are some meaningful signs to look for. If you notice one or more of the signs or something sounds familiar, it's important to take it seriously to reduce your mental health or the health of others. Excessive worries. you got individuals that worry a lot, especially during the holidays. They worry about not being able to get their kids things. They worry about, you know, what's going to happen. Tragedies happen. Stuff happens. So excessive worries are worries that don't go away or that shift into another worry. And sometimes individuals can be so preoccupied with events that have already passed or events that are up to come, we got to stop all that worrying. The next one is physical anxiety symptoms. If you're noticing that you're having rapid heartbeat, shortness of breath, shaking, dizziness, sweating, upset stomach, dry mouth, or restlessness, you want to make sure you get some type of help. Another thing is panic attack. That feels like intense loss of control. They can include feelings of faint, trouble breathing, pounding heartbeat, nausea, intense symptoms. Some people have heart attacks on holidays. And also social withdrawal and isolation. Maybe coping mechanisms are an un, of an unfortunate result of a serious anxiety. So when you see that grandpa or somebody don't want to come, let me somebody's logging in on the show, that don't want to come and participate in the event, that's fine. But you don't want them to isolate themselves. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Project Predicament, number ending in 3-3. How are you doing? Good. Okay, Nancy, what do you want to talk about with holiday memories? You call them like six minutes on the show. But what do you want to share in regards I know. to To share real quick, um, the most memorable experience I had was when um, I was a little kid. I'd go to the elder's house and bring them firewood and chop their firewood and bring it in and start a fire for them. Okay. That's, that's interesting. And, you know, and a lot of times, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget one time, my um son, a kid, I think she was in the second grade, and she was talking about Santa Claus and all of this stuff, and Santa Claus was coming to their house, and my son said, how Santa Claus will come to your house? You ain't got no trim, no chimney. And she was like, well, Santa Claus is going to come visit my house, and da-da-da-da. My son said, if Santa Claus come to your house and he ain't got no key, you go get robbed. The mother got mad at me and said, your son messed up Christmas. Your son... But the thing was, I wasn't lying to my child about Santa Claus and all of that stuff. So my son was kind of confused. He was like, wait a minute, how you going to be doing all of this stuff? And my children's confused, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. You know what? They don't know the real deal about Christmas. Mm-hmm. All they know about is presents and Santa Claus and all Come on, teach them the real. Mm-hmm. You know, 
real, mm-hmm. but we can carry it on. Correct. Correct. That's where we messed up at. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of times individuals don't understand what the true meaning of Christmas is. And it doesn't matter what your faith, belief, and all of that. And we talk about Peyton holidays, and I get that. But we want to make sure that we are being honest with our children. But to the to the degree, we also don't want to take away that joy of them having a sense of peace and happiness and things of that nature. Now, I'm trying to find Artie's phone number, and I am just really running into some issues. Okay. Okay. So what else do you want to share, uh, Nancy, in regards to your Christmas memories while I find this man's number so he can share about the event that he got going on? It wasn't only making making their house warm. It was also bringing them food that um, they couldn't afford to have back. This was back in the 80s. There's a lot of elderly people that didn't have. have mm-hmm. they, they, I don't think they even had food stamps back then. We would come out of our own pocket and we'd be bringing food over to the elderly people's houses making sure that they had firewood, and if they didn't have any firewood there, we'd go out there into the forest and chop trees down and bring bring wood wood to them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And because there's a lot, of, a lot of times they didn't have they didn't have means to go out to go go, go do it, and they didn't have the mobility power to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting you shared that because a lot of this is about spending time with your seniors, you know, letting people know that you appreciate them. Because a lot of times, especially individuals that don't have family, this is a time that many individuals struggle with because they don't have nobody to share things with. I am really upset that I cannot, and I know I got his phone number, and I cannot find it. Oh, my goodness, Jesus. Okay, so... Like I said, we got to give back to other individuals and share with others. Share what you got. And sometimes individuals say, you know, they feel like, you know, they want to be selfish or they don't have enough to share with other people. Okay, I found his number. Let me reach out to him so he can share. Give me one second. Hey, Artie, I'm putting you on the radio. What you doing? Yeah. I've got you on too, Tootie. Artie, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, Tootie. Wait, Tootie. I want to... Okay, Artie, I've got the show today. We were talking about holiday memories, and I want you to share about your event that you have going on for the city of Compton, what you need, and let us know. So I got you on. My name is Alden Jackson, and my organization is called Thug, to, to help understand God. And my vision is to pour back into the community and show love in the community and to lead by a new example, as the old example led to incarceration, drug addiction, um, one-paying homes and all that. And I feel that we pour love back into the community and show a different leadership and a different standard. We'll see the change that is that is needed. Mm-hmm. So right now, I really just need like um, 
financial um, health right now. I have to pay for transportation to get 26 pallets down to Compton, and I really need a place to store.
and we're missing out on that. So, again, I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you, Cousin Judy. Thank you, for Nancy. Thank you, Artie, for joining me. You know I still call you Artie. I keep forgetting all this. <laughs> you always Artie to me. <laughs>